episode 134 of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Michaels. And I'm Nick Gunning. Hi, Nick. Hi. Hi, Eric. How are you? Good. npr it up this morning, I see. Yeah, I, like I guess it. so. It's soothing. Yeah. It's soothing. I found that soothing. How are you, Nick? Uh, I'm great, Eric. And you? I'm fantastic. As the doves lift off of the balcony today. All right. Yeah. That's boring. I don't want to do right. that. I was just going to tell you about my sweet new bongo CD. Do you have it's one? Just, it's all bongos. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they're solo bongos, okay. but sometimes they get the whole bongo band yeah. together. Yeah. Well, friends so. who bongo together, you know. Yeah. What? Uh, stay together. Really? They stay together. Oh, yeah. It's, mm. a, it's a... I guess when you're bongos, you're family. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Well, for today, for episode 134, we're going to be talking about the Women's Prize for Fiction. The long list has been announced. We're going to go over that a little bit later, because as you know, March is Women's History Month. So stop in and check, of our, check out one of our many displays that we have here. Yeah. Lots of cool resources. What? You're looking at me like I should have more to oh, say. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, they're, they're, they are great. <laughs> I mean, you made my, dis- my display yeah. specifically. Yeah, your display. Pretty awesome. It takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> I got some great books. Yeah, you do. So, uh, you watch anything interesting this weekend? I got some great books. I say, like, they're this is my you personal collection. You ordered most yeah, of them. It is. It's close to my personal collection. Yeah, it is. A lot less X Men than in my own personal. Yeah. A, lot a little, less more, little more diverse than your personal collection. Yeah. yeah. So, not as much. Actually, I do try to have like a new dinosaur book on that new juvenile nonfiction shelf, okay. at least at all times. All right. Like, oh, is this one out? Better order a new one. Uh, I guess you could say we're in the Jurassic period of <laughs> nonfiction. I guess you could because of how it, the timeline progresses. I understand. So, yep. we got like another couple million years of the Cretaceous. Totally understand. Yeah, Cretaceous. And this is totally All killing. Right. I think with the home audience, killing like in a good way. Like they're on the floor laughing. Like <laughs> he said, Jurassic, following up the Triassic period what, of his whatever, book display. Whatever moves us along. Is, is okay. what, I meant there, what were you so. asking me? I asked if you'd watch anything interesting, any page to screen adaptations or. Anything of note that you might want to discuss? Is there something you know that I'm forgetting? No, I just know I did that. Oh, okay. That's I finished Stranger Things to... Season 2. Oh, okay. Real let down. Let down. My wife liked it. I did not. Mm. I found it to be wholly disappointing from oh, the first season, yeah. which I liked and I got really into. I even thought about rewatching it. Really? But then watching the second season, I'm like, well, yeah, take yeah, a break. You're good. You're good. So, oh, that's I disappointing. Think, I think sometimes, like with Stranger Things and other shows, there's a bit... You, you kind of get a little overconfident. Okay. And then you... They're not resting on their laurels yeah. so much. They're just... I don't know. There's less scrappiness to it, I guess. Sure. It just well, I think a lot of the fun in that kind of thing is getting to know the characters and their quirks and that yeah. sort of thing. So putting them in another situation... Yeah, it just kind of felt very similar. And sometimes I forget what characters were doing. Oh. And so, yeah. It's hard when they're all split up. Yeah. You know, and you're trying to, like, keep that all straight. Yeah. So, okay, disappointing then. Yeah. Uh, I watched a couple of page-to-screen adaptations. The first being the Roman, Spr- the Roman Spring of Mrs. Stone, I believe, is what it's called. Have cool. you ever Have you ever heard of this? No. <laughs> it's based on... Have a, you? No. It's based on a novel by Tennessee Williams. Uh-huh. So, Tennessee Williams, mostly known for his plays, Glass Menagerie, Streetcar Named Desire, and others. Uh, who, who did The Postman? I don't know. No, not the postman rings twice. The other one where he's the death, of, death a salesman? of a salesman. That's Arthur Miller. Oh, yeah. that one I like. Oh, okay, good. Anyway, this Wait, was based. Who'd you say on uh, Arthur Miller? Oh no, I hate Streetcar Named Desire. That's Tennessee Williams. Depressing. No, okay. thank you, Tennessee. Right. Well, <laughs> he's got a depressing streak in, yeah. in him for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I I guess I didn't really realize that he'd written novels, mm-hmm. and I don't think he wrote many. This may have been one of the only. Okay. Uh, the movie starred a young Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he announced Moonlight as the Oscar winner uh, during this, which was weird. Just right. Out of time. Yeah, just... no. uh, he played an Italian gigolo. Uh-huh. 
And it was kind of a confusing and ultimately dark movie. Okay. And this was Eugene so, O'Neill's no. Long Day's Journey Into Night. No, not really. it. Not it. Is Warren Beatty in that? No. No. Jack Lemmon, though. Jack Lemmon oh. and Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Not a lot to see. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll fix that in editing. <laughs> we're going to recast yeah. we're, we're gonna, with Christopher Plummer. Yeah, with Jack Lemmon and Christopher Plummer. <laughs> As his young son. 98-year-old Christopher Plummer. <laughs> yes. So there's, he has a spark of life, uh, Christopher Plummer. The one, the, the one guy I think is, I keep, I always incorrectly think is like one of your favorites. He's not. Peter Gallagher. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. The really. dad from OC? Yeah, no. Yeah, he's in there. I don't care about Peter I, Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Nick likes him. Okay. <laughs> it turns out you don't. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. I mean, sense. I got nothing against him. Did you Did you like the OC? I never watched the OC. Well, then I don't know where I come up with this. I don't either. I guess he just looks like somebody that you'd be like, oh, yeah, he's funny. What? He's funny from the 90s. Okay. He was really important or something. You make your own assumptions, and I respect yeah. that. All right. Second thing was the Cinderella movie directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring uh-huh. Lily James yes. and Kate Blanchett. Yeah. It was fine. Have okay. you seen it? No. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really do much for me. Well, I've been kind of lukewarm on the Disney live action remakes. Well, that's because you didn't see Jungle Book. I haven't seen Jungle Book. I don't think you'd like it either. And I hope you never watch it then. I can't. I can't hear you. <laughs> so terrified Jungle Book. I know. So you ever watch Jungle Book? I'll kill you. If it's like all CGI, is it really a live action? The boy's real. The boy's real. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. What are the others? Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Uh, oh, you know what? I loved Pete's Dragon. Okay. I love well, Peace Dragon. Peace Dragon. But that was live action yeah. anyways. Yeah. Well, and mix. It was a mix. Yeah. Uh, the Maleficent and right. the Alice movies. Yeah. The Alice movies. Beauty oh, and Beauty the Beast. Beast. Yeah. yeah. It's not a lot. It just feels like there's been a it lot of them. It feel like a lot. Isn't Now, is it real that Tim Burton is directing a... Dumbo. Dumbo with Will Smith? Is that... Did uh, that I don't remember if Will Smith is still attached to that. Will time. Smith is attached to Aladdin as the genie. Well. Um, but no, Michael Keaton... Is in Dumbo anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I th- yeah, I don't 100%. know if he's going to be playing like a human or the mouse. Yeah, that'd be cool. So. He'd be a good Timothy Mouse. Yeah. Absolutely. So absolutely. All right. Well, I'm glad you're in. Uh, yeah, Jungle Book so far has been the only one I've liked, but it turns out I just like the Jungle Book. Yeah, you do so. like the Jungle Book, sure. Yeah. And Mulan got pushed way back. Not, I think just another year. Yeah. Well, but that's they've cast Mulan, mm-hmm. and so next year is the Lion King. Oh yeah. And I don't think Aladdin is next year. No, I do. I want to see Aladdin. Guy Ritchie's directing it. No. But he Although also did the, that King Arthur movie. The stage version of Aladdin is so bad that I sure hope the movie's better than that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I don't understand because like Lion King's almost like a near perfect film. Right. So I don't know what they're hoping to. Yeah. Same thing with Beauty and the Beast. Like watching that, I'm like, the, the animated Beauty and the Beast is fine. Yeah. It's like the yeah, best the, you can do in the emma then, watson one it's like a shot by shot remake yeah almost so stuff like that it's just just do your re-release it's a weird choice yeah, yeah but i guess weird. you don't make a billion dollars just re-releasing lion Probably king in no. 3d I don't, <laughs> wow so, they're so real i once tried to uh, convince my wife who was my i think we were just we were still dating so we oh. weren't even fiance at the time to go uh-huh. see lion king in 3d uh-huh. and she did not. Hmm. Uh, Warning sign? Yeah, she did. it make been. you think twice? Instead, we saw we did see Beauty and the Beast re-released in 3D. Okay. So that was pretty good. I saw that in, uh, when it was re-released in IMAX when I was in like high school or something. Hmm. So I think it was the first IMAX thing I ever saw. It almost gave me a heart attack. It was really? too much. Okay. Too much. Sorry, man. That's okay. Well, I don't know why we're talking about live action. Uh, you saw Cinderella. I did see you Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. Yeah, which you we counted have, that as a page to screen. We okay. have in our we have in our collection. Sure. Well, because it, it, it yeah. I think borrowed a lot more from the fairy tale than it did from the yeah Disney movie. You should check so. out the movie Gilgamesh. 
Oh, you no, think I I'm should kidding. I should <laughs> the screen. Okay. That's pretty funny. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. solid. I don't know why you had to congratulate yourself, but I don't know. I, uh, I needed that boost. You did. My car's in the shop. I, I, I need understand. a I need a pat on the back. Yeah. Oh yeah. my back hurts, so don't yeah. pat it too hard. No, it won't. Well, let's move to our bookmark segment. Oh, is that all you watched? Those were the ones worth mentioning, yeah. I think did you so. watch any more Oscar things? No. Okay. Nope. I all watched right. Star Trek First Contact over the weekend. Did that win an Oscar? No. Nominated. No, it didn't. Not even I nominated. I don't think for so. special effects. I and ninety-five? So. What was it against? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. No. Probably Toy Story. No. That Toy was Story that held good. up. That was still good. First contact? Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's John Luke Picard with like a pipe in his I just I don't know if he's ever <laughs> actually carrying around a steel pipe, yeah. but in my head I always see him beating like Borg yeah. with a steel pipe. Yeah, that's kind of what it Whacking them like. in the back of the head. Yeah. He's <laughs> so he's wearing that tank top the whole time. He is. So that's pretty great. <laughs> Uh, Helen Mirren just... Uh, She's not in that. No, but Helen Mirren was just on uh, oh, the news. The, the one... It doesn't, probably doesn't matter. Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Help me. Stephen... Stephen I can't Colbert. Speak. Colbert. God. The Late Show. What is happening to me? Anyway, and she mentioned that back in like the 80s, uh, Picard had a gray bod. Oh, so wow. Yeah. That's coming from Helen Mirren. Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, our bookmark Sorry. segment. That's okay. <laughs> I've done some reading. Yeah. And some of it is Star Trek related, as may surprise you. So here are the graphic novels that I read. Okay. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, The Atom, <laughs> which is about... <laughs> Man, I wish... Which is not really based on the Legends of Tomorrow show. It's just collected... I wish I could do a poll... Issues of The Atom. To see the interest of our listeners so we could figure out when, when you're talking Star Trek or I'm yeah. talking Marvel Comet, like where do we lose them? Yeah. Because like... I'm laughing yeah. that you read this Adam yeah. comic, but I don't like. Will the other listeners be like, "That's silly"? Are they like, "Okay, the Adam, sure, yeah, yeah take that." Legends of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, CW. I read <laughs> Poe Dameron Volume Three, which is yeah. a fine series, and I read uh, Encounter with the Unknown, the only Star Trek Voyager graphic yeah. novel set. All mm-hmm. were fine. Nothing okay. was a real standout. Yeah. The Adam one made me want to read some of the DC Comics Rebirth stuff, which we have here in the collection. We sure do. In spades. Boring so Justice Leagues and. <laughs> Lots of other boring uh, things. I read two books. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is The Hoover File, which is by William Harrington. It's based on the series Columbo. Everybody knows about The Hoover File. It was not no. good. It was okay. not good. I didn't like it. This one like didn't it. have Leonard Nimoy. Disappointing. No, he wasn't in it. <laughs> but I read The Wife Between Us by, oh, it's two authors. Greer Hendricks is one, and I can't remember who the other <gasps> the is. The Author Between Us. Yeah. And it was really good. All right. I really liked it. Looks like something that was started like Catherine, uh, Katie, Catherine Heigl. Okay. You know sure. who I'm talking about? Yeah, I can yeah. say that. Why not? I think they made a movie that looked like that. It was thing. it was very well done. It wasn't it wasn't a perfect book, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of um, things that we've seen before, like you know character archetypes and mm-hmm. a little some some predictable development. But the plot overall was not predictable. Okay, I mean it went it. You know, it's just one of those ones where you sort of feel like, okay, yeah, I see what's happening here. And then you're like, right. oh, well, I was wrong, <laughs> you know, and yeah. that, that sort of kept happening. So I feel like that's the mark of a good book. Okay. It's not a great book, but, you know, it was still good. What's a perfect book? You, yeah. you brought this up. What's a perfect book? Yeah, you're book? like, it's not a perfect book. I'm like, what's a perfect book to Well, I, I, don't, I don't think I have anything specific in mind, hmm. but the weaknesses that I mentioned, like the, right. the, the themes and the, uh, those archetypes that like, you see them okay. a mile away. You so know? you don't have like a platonic vision of a perfect book? No, I guess not. Okay. I guess not. I mean, the, the plot saying intriguing and the characters being unique. There, there, was, there was a level of, of writing that was not fresh, which kind of let down 
the over like the storytelling was very good but right. some of that some of the individual pieces if you just were to look at those you'd be like well that's kind of amateurish okay but overall right it made for a great package and it doesn't really diminish like your enjoyment of the book right so anyway i would highly recommend the wife between us okay yeah so you say it's the full package sure okay yep i am currently reading hard choices by hillary rodham clinton who won the popular vote but lost in the electoral college if you'll recall uh, and then I'm also reading Serpents in the Game, which, oh, Serpents in the Garden, sorry, which ah. is a Star Trek book. Serpents in the Game. Serpents in the Game yeah. is a good title, actually. If you want to win the game, you got to have Serpents in yeah, the Game. I'm actually going to keep that for uh, my <laughs> follow-up to Time Fox. There you go. So. Serpents in the Game. Yep. <laughs> anyway, oh, is that it? Did both, you have more about that Star Trek book? No, they're both good. It's a sequel to an episode that, that we watched recently. Of the original series. Oh, yep. okay. This is Captain Kirk, who won the popular... No, I can't remember how that worked. With, yeah. No, anyway, so... Those are the things I'm reading. What well, about if you? If I had the choice yeah. over Kirk or Picard as president, it's yeah. probably going to Picard. That makes sense. So yeah. <laughs> Kirk might be a little bit too gung-ho I for my you taste. Yeah. You want Kirk, if like the like if we're in a World War II situation, maybe Kirk. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe you want Picard because he'd have that uh that uh pose, you know? Yeah. Uh well apparently in first contact he's running around clubbing people with yeah, pipes. So who <laughs> So it's hard to keep track, yeah. you know, just you, yeah. Janeway for president. Yeah. We'll maybe. fight in my hallways. Yeah. Bam. Yep. So, yeah. Have was, you seen White House Down? White House Down? Yeah. No. Is Why'd that, you bring that up? I don't know. <laughs> Thinking about action hero presidents. Um, Let's talk about action hero presidents. You got Harrison Air Force Ford. One, yeah. Harrison Ford. Yep. You got White House Down. You got yeah. Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. That's what, that's, is that Aaron Eckhart? Olympus Has Fallen? He's... Yeah. The president in that? Yeah. Yes. And Jamie Foxx is the president in White House Down. Is he? Yeah. I forgot. It's okay. Out of That's the two fun. of those. Yeah. Out of the two of those. Apparently, um, White House Down is the better one, but it made less money. Yeah, I think so. So I didn't, I didn't see White either. House Down is a lot more, it feels like a 90s, like diehard right. type movie. Yeah. And it never really tries to like be more than that in a right. good way it's like this is where we are we're gonna own it right. where i feel like olympus has fallen tries a little bit more to be yeah. like this is serious um so, air force was, one's better than both of them yeah I mean, what well, are we talking independence day oh yeah bill that's pullman true. he's not really an action hero he he's out there in a fighter jet he's, yeah he's shooting an, at aliens you're right how is. much more action does he need he to get yeah yeah so yeah. he has to sit by his wife's uh, dying bedside. Yeah. That's yep. that's real sad. Yep. His wife, who's the president from Battlestar Galactica, so yeah. a lot of power <sighs> in that family. Oh, she's pretty. She's pretty good at being yeah. an action star. Oh, she's good too. You're right. Yeah, I yeah. guess she doesn't club a lot of people over the heads. I no, guess but she's tough. Yeah, she's tough. She is tough. Okay. I guess when you think like action star president, can you Im- imagine them with a steel pipe? Yeah, beating who's ever <laughs> like yeah, breaking in first contact. So yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Uh, what about you? What have you been reading? Uh, I read some comics. Okay. Uh, on my Marvel Unlimited app. Okay. Marvel Boy, you using that Unlimited app is really going to hurt our circulation numbers. Now, these are all Marvel comics. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, yeah. I've read a lot of the yeah, stuff we have. Okay, good for you. We don't have... Look, if you want me to buy all 16 volumes nope. of Exiles... Mm. For the water, no, thank you. Uh, so, I've read some Exiles. Okay. Pretty I'm, good. Okay. Things have changed. So, really? the Exiles are no longer hopping from reality to reality, oh, uh, trapped, because okay. they took over the game. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, when they went back to return Beak to Marvel 616, the main Marvel universe okay. that everybody knows and love, guess what? It's during House of M. So, they're like, what's going on? Everything's messed up. So, they're about to leave. But Proteus, if you remember Proteus from the old Claremont X-Men, he's the one that can possess 
uh, another mutant or human's uh, body, mm. but by doing so, he drains them of their life force. He's the one who can also change. <laughs> I know how he feels. <laughs> he can change the reality around him and everything. Okay. He gets out, and now he's going through universe to universe. Yeah. So now the exiles are like, well, we got we to gotta put a stop to this. So now they're chasing him and going to a whole bunch of different universes. Yeah. It's pretty good. They went to the new universe, which I guess was a thing Marvel did in the 80s where there were no superheroes whatsoever. And then there was one big event and a bunch of people, like a thousand people okay. got powers. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to see if that's on the Marvel Unlimited app. Okay. The new universe. Also, I read... Uh, okay. I can say his name. Andrzej Sapkowski's The Time of Contempt. Okay. Time of Contempt. The Witcher Book 4. All right. Or 2, depending on Working who you're talking to. Working your way to. through. Yeah. The Witcher. Man, this series has strayed from what I liked in the first two books yeah. in a big way. They used to be like these fun retellings of like fairy tales mm-hmm. and the witcher going on these missions and like you get world building and character development, okay. but like in pieces and it was really cool and unique. And now it just kind of feels like a generic fantasy thing because they're like doing full novels. Yeah. But each chapter, there's only like six chapters in a book. So they're long chapters and... Uh, so the plot is constantly time jumping between those chapters. So like every time you get to a new chapter, it seems like you've missed huge important details. Mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating. It's like, oh, now he's captured. Oh, now she's lost in the desert. And it's just kind of like, how do we... It's hard to like be connected. It feels like a bunch of short stories okay. that are... That is... I have trouble yeah. with those as well. So uh, yeah, every now and then... And yeah, he, he doesn't witch anymore. He doesn't witch her anymore. Oh. He doesn't, like, go after monsters or everything because he's dealing with these, like, political things. I'm like, I don't... This isn't why I got into the... Every now and then, like, the writing is good, really good. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then mm-hmm. changes gears. Yeah. That's frustrating. All that Tom Witchery. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of time not spent with Witchering. Geralt, oh. the Witcher himself. Did you say like, Geralt? Geralt. Oh, Geralt. Yeah, is his name. Geralt. Um, but lots of time, like, a lot of chapters where he just Geralt. doesn't show up. I'm okay. Like, this is the Witcher, yeah, isn't it? Seriously, I want to be like uh, Jeff uh, Goldblum. Earth to Geralt. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Paging Mister Geralt. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey. Hey. Uh, I brought my Kindle up here. Okay. Because no one asked you to. But I brought it. Oh, look good. Okay. <laughs> uh, I might read Abaddon's Gate next. Oh. That's the Expanse book three. Book three by uh, James S. A. Corey. Yes. I have so much on this this Kindle. I got to read. Good for you. Because I still got like. 13 north of boston books. got you back into the old kindle game didn't it uh what was the last thing i read i guess the witcher i've been reading the witcher books oh, on these okay um, oh what do i know yeah i've been using I, I use this thing a lot okay just brought it up here to see if there's anything i wanted to talk about i guess not all right just a bunch of books i need to read sure uh our friend ben ben layman sure friend of the show ben layman yeah musician, musical artist extraordinaire yes uh, he on Goodreads is reading the wise man's fear or oh. he either just finished it too i can't remember which one i saw last okay and I'm still only halfway done with that. If you remember me reading that about three years ago. No, I don't. Yeah. Are you gonna? It's, you're gonna let Ben one up you like that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. E- either I read this, or I have to like sneak up behind him with a lead pipe. Yeah. So. Yeah, a la Picard. Yeah, a la Picard. <laughs> oh All boy. Right. All right, that's it for you. Yeah. Okay. I got to read the War of the Planet of the Apes. No. For the Planet of the Apes. No. Okay. Well, now I'm confused. Uh, I need to read The War That Saved My Life. Okay. Uh, for a children's book club I'm doing. Not children's. Young youth. teens. Yeah. Youth. And then I also need to read uh, Booked, which is the soccer sequel to the crossover oh, by... Kwame Alexander. Yes. So. Nice. 
Those is that in our, our book madness, March Madness? No, thing? those are in a book club. Okay. I, two different book clubs. You know, I'm but doing. we are doing our book madness program right now. Yeah. So Actually, week one that. just ended. Uh, okay. So next week. They, well, just give a little background on it. Just... Basically, the elementary school is doing book madness. Kids get to vote uh, on their favorite books. The books are put in brackets. So you get two books, each bracket. And you vote on your favorite one, and then the winners move up a bracket, and so then you're choosing. And I remember seeing it's like Harry Potter one versus Lemony Snicket's one, mm. uh, and so you have to choose which one. Class and then, of Titans. so if Harry Potter wins, it's on the next rank, and it's going to go against the winners of the bracket there. So it's basically like a sports bracket. Um, and we have all the books here in the collection to check out. Yeah, um, we got a lot of copies. But as uh, the brackets move, we'll send. We'll get rid of the ones that yeah, are no longer on. Yeah, yeah, get them out. I assume Lemony Snicket's goodbye. Yeah. I no think. time for losers. Yeah. Oh, you think Lemony Snicket's going to go? Yeah. Harry Potter yeah, one versus Lemony Snicket's one? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, there's some so graphics. If I were going to reread one of those, it would be Lemony Snicket. Uh, no, I hated Lemony Snicket. Yeah, so did. it would be Harry Potter. Yeah. For uh, those of you curious, we did spotlights on both Lemony Snicket and Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, Bone. Bone Volume 1 out of Bonesville. Okay. That's on there. That's pretty good. Okay. Um. There's another graphic, Smile. Smile's Rain there. Rain and Tugamire? Yeah. Okay. Um, when I read to the fourth grade for Read Across America Day, I asked what their favorite book was, and uh-huh. several of them either said Sisters or Smile. Nice. So Yeah. I, big, I ended up getting Rain more Tugamire copies. Yeah. I bragged that I'd met her at a couple of conferences, and they freaked out. Really? Yeah. A couple? So. Yeah, I, I ran into her also at uh, ALA. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, you must be so cool then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That one, like That one... Yeah, it, were they like when you were leaving? Like, if I shake your hand, is it like I'm shaking Raina Telgemeier's hand? Yeah, and then you just shook everybody's hand. Yeah, and I was like, well, I also know Joyce Carol Oates, and they're like, who? And I just <laughs> left. I just yeah. left. Yeah, they got to listen to the first six episodes of the podcast, and then every episode after that, right. they'll know who Joyce Carol Oates. Know. Then they'll know. I also met Jonathan Franks once. So, oh yeah, Will Rocker to get, from to get him to sign Star your Gargoyles DVD. No, he didn't sign that. But my friend who was with me did have him sign a Gargoyles card. Nice. So. There you go. Yep. I met Stephen Bloom one time. Yeah, you got had him sign Voice of Wolverine and many other things. Vo- yes, I'd, I'd say Voice of Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop before yeah, sure. I bring up Wolverine. But you're right. Okay. He has been Wolverine for a long time. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so that concludes our book madness section. <laughs> Let's move into book news. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about the long list yeah. for the Women's Fiction yeah. Prize This just yet. in. That's coming later. Books. Dead at 92. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, surrounded by their loved ones. Yes. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be spending the next week retrospecting on books. Yep. Uh, they had having a good interviews run. from loved ones. They had a good People run. who knew books. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you some things that are going to be coming to your shelves in the next couple of months. Uh, the 17... My shelf specifically. Not yours. You're not going to want this. Really? The 17th Suspect by Maxine James Pietro. A. Patterson. Maxine Pietro and her assistant, James Patterson. Why did I say James A. Patterson? I don't know. Who's James A. anything? I don't know. James A. Garfield? Yeah, James A. Garfield. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. President slain. Yes. James Not an action hero. No. no. Well, I mean, I guess he got shot. He took a bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and would have lived if they would have stopped sticking their fingers in that bullet hole. Yeah, that's true. True story. Yeah. True yeah. story. More yeah. beloved than Lincoln, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 17 Suspect is part of the Women's Murder Club. And mm-hmm. look, folks, I don't have to tell you, these are super popular here at the David A. Howe Public Library. I don't like how I said super, so let's just redact that. But they're very popular. These are ones that we always have to get multiple copies because the holds list is a mile long. 
Uh, I personally don't like these. I haven't liked a single Maxine Pietro penned book that I've read, so what you gonna do? But The 17th Suspect, Women's Murder Club, appropriately number oh, 17. Eric Sorry. just sneezed his vertebrae out of alignment. <laughs> oh my a series of shootings exposes San Francisco to a methodical yet unpredictable killer. Oh, and a yeah, you hate that. woman decides to put her trust in Sergeant Lindsay mm-hmm. Boxer. Lindsay Boxer is a dog. Okay. A, yeah. a boxer. Right. So. <laughs> if, if you have a killer on your hands yeah. and he's methodical, yeah. the last thing you want him to be is also unpredictable. Yeah, you want too... a very predictable methodical yeah. killer yeah. or unpredictable no, I guess if he's unpredictable, but also not methodical, yeah. then it's just a mess. That's a wild card. Yeah, forget that. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the confidential informant's tip leads Lindsay to disturbing conclusions, including that something has gone horribly wrong inside the police department Oh, geez. itself. Yeah, so pretty scary stuff. Yeah. That's going to be coming out to you soon, and you better get on the list right now, because you're not going to have this book for a couple of months. <laughs> uh, nice. Thank you. New from Anne Perry... Ah, murderer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you did, I thought it, but I wasn't going to okay. say it. Well, you were nodding at me. Maybe she's not. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, I, she is, but... can Will we get in trouble for saying that? Is no, that libel? I, I don't think so. Libel's print. No. She's, That's slander. I mean, she's done her time, so... Anyway. <laughs> okay. New from <laughs> Ann Perry, 21 Days. Now, this is uh, a spinoff of her popular Thomas Pitt series. Right. We read one of these for book club, and this guy was not a fan. So mm-hmm. two for two right now, and I'm not liking. All right. But this follows Thomas Pitt's son, Daniel. In this first book in a new series, Daniel races to save his client from execution, setting him against London's special police branch. And these are set, I want to say, in the 1800s. What's driving me crazy 1900s? right now is that I don't know any of the words to Daniel. By Elton John? Yeah. Daniel is traveling tonight on a plane? Yeah, I can't sing it. Oh, okay. How would it go? Uh, well, I know how to sing it. Well, I can't. It doesn't really help I know. bit. But no, it's I just, no, it. it's fine. You can sing it because it's just driving me crazy. I'm like, how does it go? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh, Twisted Prey oh, no. by John Sanford. Ah. Uh, Lucas Davenport, number 28. You have read a Sanford. We did read one of these. Yeah. Yep. Sanford and Son. We read. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. We read one of these for book club. Big fan of the uh, the book club is a big fan of these. Okay. This guy. Yeah. And Mrs. That guy are not fans. All right. When he said this book. guy, he was pointing at himself, himself. Nick. And yeah. when he said Mrs. This guy, he pointed at me, referring to my wife. Yeah. Who does not? Like, she's right with me. These yeah. books are too much. Too gruesome. Too gruesome. Okay. We read one, and it was yeah enough. Yeah. It was plenty. Was he like when the fish hook teared into his vertebrae and pulled out the I can't sinews yeah, you're right i mean you're right on the money okay. lucas davenport confronts an old nemesis now <gasps> more powerful than ever as a u.s senator that's Uh-oh. not great yeah uh in the thrilling new novel in the number one new york times best-selling prey series lucas davenport had crossed paths with her before Ooh. a rich psychopath <laughs> taryn grant had run successfully for the u.s senate that sounds right where lucas had predicted she'd fit right in burn <laughs> He was also convinced that she'd been responsible for three murders, though he'd never been able to prove it. Once a psychopath had gotten that kind of a rush, though, he or she often needed another fix, so he figured he might be seeing her again. <laughs> like, no qualms about calling her a psychopath, just openly. He was right. A federal marshal now, with a very wide scope of investigation, he's heard rumors that Grant was found her seat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, and the contacts she's made from it to be very useful okay pinning those rumors down was likely to be just as difficult as before and considerably more dangerous but they had unfinished business he and grant one way or the other he was going to see it through 
to the end, which arguably is the only way to see it. Yeah. It, so yeah, I'm only going to see this through to the middle. A little redundant. Then I'm out. I just want to see yeah, how I've things seen this might through look. to the midway point. Yes. And that's I all. I have a few theories of how things will go. That is all for me. Maybe Vader will be somebody's father. So Maybe he's just the henchman. <laughs> it doesn't matter. At this point, yeah. I've seen it through <laughs> to the level at which I'm comfortable. Yep. And I'm out. Yeah. All right. Well, what's on the New York Times bestseller list? Oh, we're already there. Yeah. Jumping to the New York Times bestsellers yep. list with me and my friend mm-hmm. Nick. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> Thank that's you. Good. That was that was random. I don't yeah. know if you could tell that. That was all improv. No, I could tell. We I, all could tell. I've been taking improv classes. Have you really? Yeah. Uh, Let's do a scene right now. Uh, okay. Oh, hey, Eric. I was hoping to run into you. I have some clothes to pick up at the dry cleaners. Hi, clothes friend. Okay. <laughs> I am clothes friend. <laughs> Because in improv, you never say no. I am clothes. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, keep. I think stick with the classes because I saw a spark there, but it really fell apart really quickly. Oh man! So <laughs> that's true. I did learn that you're never. You're always supposed to go. Yeah, you go, go with, with the flow. It. You yeah. go with it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, New York Times bestseller list. Oh, sure. Take it Let's away. Let's just look it up. Well, here you, on the New York Times you bestseller list. You have a single tear <laughs> coming down. It's because I'm scared of this improv. Close friend is a handkerchief. <laughs> Sorry. I got, I got scared. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And the tear went down. Yep. Uh, number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover. Can you guess? Nonfiction. Oh, I was gonna, just when I thought you were going to zig, you said nonfiction. Yeah. So. Nonfiction is the obvious zag it of is. young adult fiction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. This is back. Well, it's being made into a movie. Is it really? Yeah. With Trevor Noah? Know? No. Um, from huh. from uh, Black Panther, uh, Lupita Nyong'o is, is playing Trevor Noah's mother uh-huh. in the movie. Okay. And, pro- I didn't, and producing it. I didn't so hear of that. It's cool. It's gotten a lot of play lately. Yep. Well, it's back then. Yeah, And sure I'm sure is. it will be back yeah. again. She's from other things besides Black Panther, but... yeah. 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. uh, the chess movie I never saw. Oh, oh, Queen of Kotway. Yes, thank yeah. you. And Star Wars. She's Maz. That's true, yeah. yeah. Do you count somebody as being in the movie when they're CGI? Like, do you say Vin Diesel is in Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm, Bradley Cooper's in Guardians of the Galaxy? Do they do, like, motion capture? I feel like if they're doing motion capture and you're actually, like, seeing that person. I think Vin Diesel did it for the first Guardians. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, number nine, The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. This has stayed here for a while. Uh, she was so funny at the Oscars. She was. <laughs> um, number eight, Killers of the Flower Moon by David Gran. This is back, too. This mm-hmm. has all moved up. A bunch of stuff moved up. Unfortunately, astrophysics for people in a hurry moved down. Yeah. But it's been here for 44 hey, weeks. Did you ever... Uh, you finished that, but did we ever talk about it? I don't think we did. I think we did. we did last week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because you rated it low, right? You gave it like three stars. Is that low? Well, I liked it, but okay. yeah, we talked about this. I, d- I don't understand the physics okay. of astrophysics. Mm, maybe, I understand, you were, maybe you were in too much of it. Yeah, hurry. I understand. Uh, like, I like astrology. I like talking about planets. <laughs> what? So if you're like a Pisces. Oh, no, I meant astronomy. <laughs> oh, okay. Darn it. That makes more sense. Neil deGrasse Tyson into astrology. <laughs> Darn it. I had two choices That's and I picked weird. the wrong one. Yep. I just read this science book and now I look like a fool. No, no, no. Uh, anyway, I like when we're talking about planets and stars and the size of the universe and all that kind of stuff. I like talking about, you know, water on Mars and uh, 
how gravity affects mountains and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I just checked your horoscope. Uh-huh. And it looks like, according to your horoscope, uh-huh. you may or may not be coming into a large sum of money. Is that true? Yeah. I, I'm going to sell everything. Yeah, well. I'm going to sell all the horoscope my junk it, so, so I can buy new stuff. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Take it to the bank. Uh, or I quit. Don't. See you later. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. I quit, and I'm moving to High California. Stakes. High stakes. Already rented a van. Okay. A moving van. I've got a whole list of people who want to take your place on the podcast, so. Really? Yep. Give me this list. Ben Murphy, for one. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all yeah. I can think of. All right. There's probably others. Well, does Ben know that to take my place on this host list, we have to uh, battle it out in a Thunderdome-like uh, arena? I think he'd be fine with that. Okay. Yeah. It's choose your own weapon, but there's a random selection of weapons in Thunderdome. Okay. I might go for the chainsaw. It's served me well in the wow. past. I yeah. for the chainsaw. Yeah. Well, I haven't been here for 130 whatever episodes because I went for the axe. That's true. So That is true. Uh, it's like a John Sanford novel in that Thunderdome, let really? me tell you. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, number six, Enlightenment Now by Steven Pinker. Hey, I finally watched the last episode of Seinfeld. Oh, you did? And by watched it, I meant fell asleep halfway through because uh-huh. it's real bad. A bit of a snooze fest? Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. It's not a great way to go out. No. I fell asleep during like the courtroom and it's just well, a recap. It's the courtroom. Yeah. It's just so weird. Everything about it's so it's weird. It's a weird choice. It's filmed yeah. weird. It doesn't feel like an episode of yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. So bizarre. I'm kind of surprised they felt like doing like a finale. Yeah. Sort of seems It also to what it they also do, felt but... like it felt like they were going back to like their earlier like season 2 or 3 mentality of like jokes. Well, Larry David had been gone for a long time at that point and oh. came back to do the finale. So yeah. there's probably some of that. Yeah. Uh, number five, Obama by Peter Souza. Number four, Educated by Tara Westover. Oh, we haven't been here since this book got on here. The daughter of a survivalist who is kept out of school educates herself enough to leave home for university. Hmm. Scary. Uh, number three, Skin in the Game by Nassim Nicholas Taleb, An Argument for Taking on Risk. Now, if you remember... If you have snakes in the game, you also have skin in the game. You have skin and snakes. Because snakes shed their skin yep. many times over That's their true. life. Many times. So you have a lot of snake skin in the game. Yep. Or you're not playing the game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you get snake you eyes. Hate, hate the player, not the game. Yeah. No, hate the game, not the player. You know what? I think you decide. Yeah. If you get snake eyes when you got snake skin in the game. Yeah. What do you? Yeah, is that it, good? And if you get boxcars, forget about it. Boxcars, which is those? Is that uh, all sixes? Double, double sixes? Double sixes when you live with your grandpa in a boxcar. number two i'll be gone in the dark by michelle mcnamara spooky namara namara the late true crime journalist search for the serial murderer and rapist known as the golden state killer yowzer yeesh uh well it's new this week and it debuted at number two spooky fire and fury at number one by michael wolf whatever i feel like you shouldn't be able to have and this stands for Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to have the name Wolf, Wolf unless you have Wolf in your family. Oh, yeah. Unless you're like, hi, this is my mom. She's uh, 50% Italian. And this is my dad. He's a timber wolf. Yeah. Then, yeah, you could be yeah, Wolf then Blitzer. You, then you could say it. So Otherwise, it's, it's, it's misleading. Yeah, it's false advertising. Yeah, it sure is. Oh, hi. I'm Lion Jackson. You're not a lion. You don't even look anything like a lion. <laughs> look. Get out. At first, I thought Lion Jackson was the yeah. interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know who the heck that was. He knows what he likes. Who the heck? That's close has, friend. Has close the friend. gall just to call, <laughs> tell somebody get out of there. You're not a lion. Get out of here. <laughs> Jeez. 
So sassy. Yeah. I want to go to the movies with that guy. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. He would not tolerate people no talking No suspension in that movie. of disbelief uh-uh. either. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's like, how's he flying? He ain't got wings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember him gassing up that car for the last three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hardcover fiction. Okay. Number 10, Origin, Dan Brown, still here, never yeah. going away. Hanging on, uh, hanging on. That John Grisham book? I need book? a symbologist Robert Langdon to crack the code on why this book is still here. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> going to be the next book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. John Grisham's Rooster Bar, down to 15. Huh. <laughs> hey, The Life Between Us is at number 11. Okay. But back to the main list. Number 10 uh, well, is... You know, actually, because I was on the list, and given what it's like in like, word of mouth and stuff, I'm a little surprised... We'll see if that one pops back up. I think it will. Because it's, I think it's, it's gaining some weeks. momentum. Yeah. It just moved up from wherever it was to 11th. Okay. So that's that's how you get up to the top. You slowly crawl, yep. waiting for everybody at the top to die. Yep. And then you take their place. That's how it works, yeah. That's how you become king. 100%. All right. So number 10 was Origin. We don't know why that's still there. People mm-hmm. love it. It's been there for 22 weeks. That's a lot of weeks. It's massive. I don't so understand how people weeks. like pick up Origin and say, I've got time for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Number nine, The Hush. By okay. John Hart. So this is obviously the biography of Hush, Hush from Batman. Oh, wow. No, it's okay. not. It's uh, by John Hart. It's Johnny Merriman fights to keep 6,000 acres of once sacred land in North Carolina he inherited. Okay. So I'm sure, sure there's a lot of scenes with him like with a shotgun Ooh. drawing a line in the sand with his foot. It's like, you can come get my land if you dare. Hmm. And then blam. Tough. Then, then it will end. Tough. Like that chapter will end with gunshot. Is this guy part lion? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No. He's get it. John Hart. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. I don't even know if he's part John. Mm. So. But he's all heart. <laughs> Number eight, Steal Me, Jojo Moyes. Been here for five weeks. Number, did I say it weird again? No, you said Jojo Moyes. Okay. Uh, it's when I say Joy Joy Moyes. Yeah, it's when you sound like you're on a poco stick. Joy Joy Moyes. Okay. And uh, you also say Percy Jackson. I say so. Percy. No, you Percy don't. Jackson. That's the That's first what time you ever said I say Percy, Percy Jackson. Jackson no, in the Lions. Den. We were just over there in the YA section. And you were like, the problem is I can't move these Percy Jackson <laughs> books downstairs. They're number too popular. S- number seven. Before we were yours, Lisa Wingate. Uh, number six. New this week. Raspberry. Danish murder. Raspberry by Carol Channing. <laughs> by Joanne Fluke. Oh, okay. Different. Yeah. Different. After her husband disappears. Hannah Swenson Barton searches oh, yeah. for a killer while trying to fulfill holiday baking orders. Oh, <laughs> listen, you got to prioritize Hannah. I'm just kind of annoyed because without my glasses and reading as fast as I was, while for a second looked like whale. Oh. So I thought she was searching for a killer whale. Wow. <laughs> trying to fulfill holiday baking wow. orders. Wow, that's a that's a mashup right there. <laughs> sure. That'd be great. Uh, Little Fires Everywhere is at number five. Yeah. It's moved up 24 weeks. Yep. That's you reacting to Little Fires Everywhere. You know everywhere. what? I'm, I have a hold on that in Overdrive, mm-hmm. and there are 12 holds ahead of me. So I'm never going to get this book. That's it. Okay. I'm just relating a personal anecdote. That's it. <laughs> you were going to list the number, and I was expecting something much higher. Oh, like than... 128 holds? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just 12. But that's pretty high. Yeah, that's still good. Yeah. Um, especially because I'm going to take the hold off your account. You're gonna have to redo it. Uh, Number four, an American marriage by uh, Terea Jones. Uh This is where the husband goes to prison for ten years. Uh, Twelve years. Oh, oh, wow. Twelve years in prison. That's a dozen. That's how you have an American marriage. With twelve years. Twelve years in prison. Yeah. Twelve years in prison. Yeah. It doesn't matter really which one. I I think any long incarceration probably would do. It's worrisome because I've been married for five, and my wife still hasn't gone to prison, and I haven't gone to prison. Boy. So it's kind of like look to your left. Right. 
Yeah. Is your spouse in prison? Yeah. If not, you're probably going yeah, to prison. You're probably heading there. So number three, the woman in the American window. American marriage. What yeah. Do? <laughs> woman in the window. AJ Finn. Yeah. I guess you're just checking boxes on this New York Times bestsellers list. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number two. 50-50 by James Patterson and Candace Fox. Oh, uh, yes. Right there on my desk. It's for my wife. She loves that series. Are you going to read it? Well, I haven't read any of them, and that's like book three. That so. would have been another check It would have been. You. Well, I'm going to read Origin someday. Are and gonna... I'm trying to read Little Fires Everywhere. Those 12 stingy people ahead of me would just speed yeah. it up. Yeah. Well, everybody gets it for a year while they're in prison oh, for their American marriage. Right, right. So, 12. Yeah. 12. Uh, number one, The Great Alone by Kristen Henna. He has been here four weeks. Yeah. Hasn't left the top spot strong uh this is the one about the vietnam uh veteran yep. who moves his family to alaska and yeah. they face tough conditions yeah hope you like fish paste yeah because it's a lot yeah. of your diet now kids grizzly bears grizzly bears yeah. yeah is it just grizzly bears polar bears too in alaska never yeah. been I've okay never been. it seems like if you're dealing with polar bears and grizzly bears yeah. like you, you'd almost be relaxed when you yeah. see like a black bear just wandering like oh right. thank goodness it's just a black bear right. what if you run into um Oh, darn it. I forgot her name. Let me take it again. Okay. <laughs> what if you run into Sarah Palin? Then what do you... Oh, sure. You, do you run or do you... I don't know. Is it? Do you play dead or is it... No, which one is it? Is it a fight or flight situation? Is it you a run fight or flight situation? You run into you run Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin. All right. In the wild. What would you say? As an animal, In the wild? As an animal expert. What is she holding? Rifle or hockey stick? <sighs> she. I know that she has a, a brightly colored vest on. That's all I know. Uh, That's all I know. I'm going to run. Run? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, All right, you betcha. Yeah. Okay. Do you know when you, if you live in Alaska, yes, and there's just polar bears like walking in your Is backyard. That true? Are there polar bears in Alaska? <laughs> Surely there's grizzly bears. Like, yeah, probably bears of some kind. All right, just want you to know, polar bears are the world's largest carnivore. Are they now? Yes. Okay. Well, land carnivore. All right. I don't, I don't know. If, I imagine they're bigger than some sharks. What? ABC News: Alaskan town's polar bear problem leads to tourist boom. So, I guess you're right. Yeah. Polar well, bears everywhere. More tourists ain't more prop. No, wait. More, Mo, hold on. It's Mo. Mo tourists. First of all, is good. Yeah. So, we, so you can't say Mo polar bears, Mo problems. Right. Mo po. Oh, there we go. Mo polar bears, Mo money. Okay. I thought you were gonna say Mo tourists, but that's that's fine. No, but Mo. Mo we money. should consult with Charlie Sheen. I but, think. But then Mo money true. makes more problems. Ah, it sure does. So, sure does. It's an if then situation. Um, was that a stupid thing we just did for two seconds? I think so. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you didn't trust me on my animal facts. Like, oh, where do polar bears well, you live? Just, you didn't seem confident. Well, and I'm saying... And it I, seemed I, wrong. I think they have to deal with both. Look. It's, Two of the world's largest bears. Boom. It's a tourism boom in Alaska. Yeah. Okay. So. It's funny that like polar bears in your backyard is a tourist boom, but if yeah. I told you that this beach is full of great white, you're like, mm -hmm. yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. You're not going to tour the waters. No way. Man. No way. That is not a good way to go, I assume. Being eaten by a shark? Specifically, Great White. Well, hey, I've seen all four Jaws movies. And let all me tell four? You, it's not. Have you seen all four? I sure have, yeah. Yeesh. Would you like a quick rundown? Mm. Number one, great movie. <laughs> yes. Number two, garbage. Yeah. Number three, here we go. Dennis Quaid, uh -huh. kind of fun. All right. Number four, garbage, but in the so bad it's good situation. All right. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, man. Number one's a great movie, though. Yeah, well, no Richard Dreyfus is like, it's a shark. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. good. And the mayor's like, anyway. shut up, I'll kill you if you say shark. Yeah. I'll feed it to the shark. Much. We want a tourism boom like Alaska and their polar bears. <laughs> uh, we live near a town called Amity, which I always think of Jaws when I drive through there. But we are so far from the ocean. Yeah, you're right. We're safe from sharks, unless yeah, there's a so. sharknado. A land shark situation. Yeah, land so. shark delivering a <laughs> few pizza. Candy Graham. Pizza dough. Pizza I didn't <laughs> order any pizza. Land shark. <laughs> <laughs> Dated reference? 
Mm. I feel like that's so dated that it's like vintage now. No, I think land sharks like an evergreen thing. Oh, really? It I th- still stays yeah, true. I think if we're Disagree, the ones, but... if we're the, like when you're the one making the land shark reference, yeah. you're the cool one in the room. Really? I've always lived my life that way. Really? Yeah. Land shark is never not funny. It's okay. just so funny. Okay. Land shark. Land shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one is when she's like, no way, you're that shark. And he's like, I'm only a dolphin, ma'am. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Oh, classics. Don't we have the first season of SNL right here in the collection? The first season? I think we do. Wow. Yeah, we've got a couple of seasons. Was that first season? Come check it out. That's earliest. I think that's Chevy Chase. So it's got to be the first season. Chevy Chase is the land shark? Yes. Oh, I guess I almost thought it was... Uh... Dan Aykroyd? No. Oh. Belushi. Okay, well. So. Who knows? I haven't watched any Belushi yeah. season. Yep. Nick and Eric sent the Well, today we're going to be talking about the Women's Prize for Fiction. That's right. The you 20... said that at the beginning of the episode. I did. The 2018 award. So as you recall, last year, from last year's episode, we covered the winners, and it was The Power by Naomi Alderman. And guess what? What? The library has the power. It sure does. Boom. It's got the power. I only know the lines. It's got yeah, the power. Yeah, that's all I know. That's all <laughs> anyone knows. Uh, I haven't read it. My wife was a big fan, though. Okay. So she liked hey. it. And, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Well, oh no. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. I walked right into it. Okay. Because it's got the power. Lay it on me. A remix version of that played during the Power Rangers. Yeah. Reminded me that Jason from the Power Rangers movie we just saw. Yeah. Is in Stranger Things, season two. Fun and and he plays a jerk. And Kimberly from that movie is going to play Jasmine in the live action Aladdin. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the power by Naomi Alderman, which we do have in the collection. We have the power. And in our collection, if you recall from a couple episodes back when we were talking yeah. about bestsellers of 2017, mm-hmm. the power was up there. So the power's up there. <laughs> I think it's winning this prize actually did elevate its profile enough yeah. to sort of become one of the bestsellers of the well, year. I think it was so. on other places too. Yeah, and it, it definitely had a. Yeah, uh, it had kind push. of an awards boost, definitely. Yeah. So if you haven't read that, you can read that and a great many uh, back winners here in our collection as well. So how this works is the long list is announced in March. It's whittled down to a short list in April, and then the actual prize is given in June of uh, June sixth. Actually, the prize, June 6th. ironically, the princess's hand in marriage. Huh. It's very confusing. That's this award backwards. Yeah, yeah. They, they need to straighten up their priorities. There. Yeah. Anyway, so we will cover the winners when it comes out. But in the meantime, uh, they they pulled together a list of about sixteen high-profile books by uh, female authors. So let me give you a little bit here. Uh, the Women's Prize for Fiction is the UK's most prestigious annual book award for fiction. Is this fiction. UK? It is. Did we talk about this last year? Yeah, for fiction written by huh. a woman. Founded in 1996, the prize was set up to celebrate excellence, originality, and accessibility in writing by women throughout the world. So it's based in the UK, uh, but it's not limited I, to having been written I did not UK. remember that, oh, yeah. that bit about it. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, but it's any. It doesn't matter where the book is written or published. Mm-hmm. It, it can come here. So you can find out about all of these and more at womensprizeforfiction.co.uk. So you can find that, and we'll link to it in the podcast. As okay. Well. So let's get cracking. All right. Let's start with A Boy in Winter. This is by Rachel Seifert. And again, this is the long list for the Women's Prize for Fiction. So I'll tell you a little bit about this one. Early on, a gray November morning in 1941, only weeks after the German invasion, a small Ukrainian town is overrun by the SS. Penned in with his fellow Jews under threat of transportation, Ephraim anxiously awaits word of his two sons missing since daybreak. 
Come in search of her lover to fetch him home again, away from the invaders. Yasia confronts new and harsh truths about those closest to her. Here to avoid a war he considers criminal, German engineer Otto Pohl is faced with an even greater crime unfolding behind the lines and no one but himself to turn to. In the midst of all this is Yankel, a boy who must throw his chances of surviving to strangers. Hmm. You don't want to have to do that, No, though. you don't. No, you don't. You want to take the next one? Happy? Oh, that's the way we're going. It's kind of confusing. Okay. Happy. Let's yeah, head I can take now. it if you're not there. No, I was, I was right. on the other end. I thought I we see. were my fair ladying this list. Oh, I see. There's a big list. Sure. I thought you were starting on the left. That's I was fine. starting on the right, and we'd meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Any way you want it. So that's, that's the way you need it. <laughs> yeah. All right, because I was going to say Jemison Ward's Sing, Unburied, Sing. Oh, cool. Uh, which Margaret Atwood says, a must. Yeah, well. We've talked about this. This is the story of... Um, the boy who has to uh, go meet his father, who's mm-hmm. released from prison. Mm-hmm. And so they're traveling across the country. Um, yeah, well, this won the National Book Award for Fiction. and has been shortlisted on a lot of other things, too. Yes. So, so this is Jemison's Ward, Sing, Unburied, Sing. Sort of a road trip. Probably real depressing. Okay. Well, then we'll say Happy by Nicola Barker. So this one, it's stylized with H, and then the A is in parentheses, PPY. Imagine a perfect world where everything is known, where everything is open, where there can be no doubt, no hatred, no poverty, no greed. Imagine a system which both nurtures and protects, a community which nourishes and sustains, an infinite world, a world without sickness, without death, a world without God, a world without fear. All right, so this is by John Lennon? (laughs) Yeah, Nicola Barker, actually. Oh. But I don't remember this one. This, this wasn't one It's that the I, song where he's like, imagine yes, there's the no wall. Yeah, okay. I but I don't remember reading about this book. Right. Do you? Do you remember when it came out? No, I don't. Okay. I, have, right. I can't remember this. What else we got? Um, the Trick to Time by Kit DeWall. Oh, I like that title. Mona is a young Irish girl in the big city with the thrill of a new job in a room of her own in a busy boarding house. On her first night out in 1970s, she meets William, a charming Irish boy with an easy smile and an open face. Oh, geez, this isn't going to go well. They embark upon a passionate affair, a whirlwind marriage, before a sudden tragedy tears them apart. Turns out, Will is a ghost. Is that true? No, he's not. Decades later, Mona pieces together (laughs) the memory. Well, you had me for a minute there. (laughs) But can she ever love again? So something obviously happens to Will. So in a sense, he is a ghost. ghost. He is a ghost. Okay. Uh, Next, we have The Idiot by Elif Boutman. You you had the setup right there. I would have been like, next we have the idiot, Nick. Oh, take it away. Hurtful. But you did it. Silent, a tall, highly strung Turkish-American from New Jersey, turns up at Harvard and finds herself dangerously overwhelmed by the challenge and possibilities of adulthood. She studies linguistics and literature, teaches ESL, and spends a lot of time thinking about what language and languages can do. Along the way, she befriends Svetlana, a cosmopolitan Serb, and obsesses Lana. over <laughs> Ivan, a mathematician from Hungary. The two conduct a hilarious relationship that culminates with Selen spending the summer teaching English in a Hungarian village and enduring a series of surprising excursions. Throughout her journey, Selen ponders profound questions about how culture and language shape who we are now, how difficult to be a writer, and how baffling love is. That one's not really working for me. Did that sound interesting no, to you? not okay. really. Home Fire by Camila Shamsi. I've probably said that wrong. I apologize to every name I ever mispronounce. Uh, Isma is free. After years spent raising her twin siblings in the wake of their mother's death, she resumes a dream long deferred, studying in America. Oh. Mm. Yeah. If you want. (laughs) What year is it? But she can't stop worrying about Aniki, her beautiful, headstrong sister back in London, or their brother. Uh, 
Parvez, who's disappeared in pursuit of his own dream to prove himself to the dark legacy of his jihadist father he never knew. There's a lot going on in this book. Sure is. Well, uh, then Iman enters the sisters' lives. Handsome and privileged, he inhabits a London world's away from theirs. As the son of a powerful British Muslim politician, Iman has his own birthright to live up to or defy. The fates of these two families are uh, inextricably devastatingly entwined in this searing novel that asks, what sacrifices will we make in the name of love? Hmm. What do you think? Uh, there is a lot going on in there. Yeah. It took me a while. I'm like, oh, he's, he's like having his own yeah. separate story. That could be, I mean, that could be a real, the downfall of a book if there's, if there's too much going on. But, yeah. you know, if it's expertly yeah. woven together, then good yeah. for her. Uh, three Things About Elsie by Joanna Cannon. Already, I'm yeah. interested in this book. One, she's tall. Okay. Taller than most people. Taller than when you say, I'm tall. Yeah. She's taller than that. Really We're talking tall. six four, six five. Wow, that is taller yeah. than most people. And she hit that. At, she hit that at like in high school. Okay. So it's been a tough life. Oh boy. Yeah. Good luck finding yeah. a prom date. Yeah. Just because she's so tall. Yeah. Would you Would you feel weird about like in high school if a girl was way taller than you? Would that be intimidating to you, or would you not care? Uh, personal question. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't have cared. Just curious. I mean, it never came up for me. So though I, I wasn't. I don't. I think I would have been. I fine. don't know when I reached my full height. So maybe six, five maybe is not still yet. five inches taller than growing me. like a weed over there. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Okay, because anyway. I drink so much milk, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, this book I'm interested in. All right, I'm gonna tell you right off the bat. Yeah. Three things about Elsie by Joanna Cannon. Eighty-four-year-old yeah. Florence has fallen in her flat at Cherry Tree Home for the oh, Elderly. Geez. As she waits to be rescued, Florence wonders if a terrible secret from her past is about to come to light, uh-uh. and if the charming new resident is who he claims to be. Why does he look exactly like a man who died 60 years ago? Second thing right? about her. Okay. She doesn't own her car. It's actually a stolen car that she tricked everybody into believing LC. that she bought when she was in high school. Wow, wow, wow. The owner has never found that car because she got it a paint job. It used to be black. Now it's blue. Is that the third thing, the paint that, job? No, that's the second thing. Second thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, joking. are you into this? I am. Yeah, right. I like it. I like the idea of the, the frame story of her just being like trapped like a turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the intrigue about All it. Right. So, yeah. Third thing, she learned French without telling anyone. She never speaks it, but she understands it when she's around people speaking French. I like French. that. See, that's fun. That's right. fun. That's a good thing to keep under your hat. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Uh, see what I have done. No, thanks. See the marvels I have created. <laughs> no, the book is really called See What I Have Done. Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with me. Right. It's by Sarah Schmidt. Uh, just after 11 a.m. on the 4th of august 1892 the bodies of andrew and abby Bo- borden are discovered Whoa. danger oh geez he's found and danger, sitting Will Robinson. Sofa, she's upstairs on the bedroom floor both murdered with an axe uh-huh. it's his younger daughter lizzie Ooh. who is first on the scene so it's lizzie who the police first question uh. but there are others in the household with stories to tell older sister emma irish maid bridget the girl's Uncle John and a boy who knows more than anyone realizes because he speaks French and he's never told never anyone. Never told anyone <laughs> and is very tall. Um, this one may have clicked with me a little bit there. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I would not have expected that. Yeah. Why? I don't know. The idea that's just a bunch of different people who might have done the murder. What if it's one of those things where they all did the murder? Oh, uh, yes. In their own yes. ways. Like, I poisoned him, but before the poison could take effect, she shot him through right. the head. Right. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. You know the, do you still know the rhyme? Lizzie what? Borden... Uh, took an axe, gave her father 40 wax. Oh, I don't think I know When she seen what she had done her, gave her mother 41. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. 
Miss Burma by Shermaine Craig. Based on the lives of the author's mother and grandparents, Miss Burma tells the story of modern-day Burma through the eyes of one family struggling to find love, justice, and meaning during a time of war and political repression. thought you were going to end with trying to find love in Burma because you said Burma like eight times. I did say Burma a lot, yeah, but that's the way it is. Okay. All right. The Ministry of Utmost Happiness. Oh, I'm yes. out. Oh, yeah. Twist. Twist I've, in the road. Uh, well, I just I picked this up in the bookstore a few times mm-hmm. and read the first chapter or so. This is one I really wanted to read. Actually, before we decided to go with Our the... Dante Roy, maybe. Okay. That's how you pronounce the name. Before we decided to go for the patron pick book club instead uh-huh. of the page turner, this was on the page turner Ooh. book club. So I put it in as a suggestion. We'll see if we draw it. All right. Because I do want to read it. The Ministry of Utmost Happiness is once an aching love story and a decisive remonstration. It is told in a whisper, in a shout, through tears, and sometimes with a laugh. Its heroes Sounds are like pe- a Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Either whispers or shouting, yeah. tears, laughter. Yep. Its heroes are people who have been broken by the world they live in and then rescued, mended by love and by hope. For this reason, they are steely as they are fragile, hmm. and they never surrender until they give up. But then they stand tall I, you just, until they... You're just freestyling now? <laughs> okay. Yes. That was Eric's beat poetry there. <laughs> they are both wise, well, yet foolish. I'll tell you, that synopsis mm-hmm. turned me in the other direction. Okay. But I still want to read well, it. Well, that's, that's not really a synopsis of the book. That's somebody trying to get too, like, prosy for their own good. Oh, all right. I never... I trying to get down to the heart of the matter. Yeah. They're like, this is a story of love, hate, respect, <laughs> truth. I love that guy. <laughs> that guy and the guy who calls out the lying liars. Yeah. They should have a book club. <laughs> yeah, they should. Absolutely. What's this book about? Family. Absolutely. Commitment. Uh, Sorry. See, I've already been, I've been burned by this next author, so... Okay, go ahead. Who's this, who's Man- this burn author? Manhattan Beach by Jennifer Egan. Oh, yes. This is the only one I've heard of. No, I've, we've heard of Sing, Unburied Sing. So yeah. there's two books I've heard Pulitzer of. Pulitzer Prize winner Jennifer Egan, who won for A Visit from the Goon Squad, which oh, just right. did yeah. not you loved work it. for me. You hated it. I did. Yeah. I, you love to hate it? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> anyway, Manhattan Beach is the title of her latest. Anna right. Kerrigan, nearly 12 years old, accompanies her father to visit Dexter Stiles, a man who she gleans is crucial to the survival of her father and her family. She's mesmerized by the sea beyond the house and by some charged mystery between the two men. Did you just make it look like she was being hypnotized? Like a mesmerized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Years dancing. later, her father has disappeared and the country is at war. Anna works at the Brooklyn Naval Yard where women are allowed to hold jobs that once belonged to men. Hmm. Now soldiers abroad. She becomes the first female diver, the most dangerous and exclusive of occupations, repairing the ships that will help America win the war. One evening at a nightclub, she meets Dexter Styles again and begins to understand the complexity of her father's life and the reasons he might have vanished. Okay, well, now that sounds good. So who knows? I don't know. I'm in the weeds with Jennifer Egan. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. You're in the weeds. <laughs> so, that okay. sounds good. The other ones sound bad. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Up is down. I don't know. What do you got next? Elmet. Elmet. <laughs> like, I forgot me Elmet, governor. <laughs> yes. Like that. Yeah, by Fiona okay. Mosley. All right. Daniel. Darn it. <laughs> Daniel is a... traveling tonight on a plane. No? I... Daniel says it's a... No. I'm How's the chorus it. go? Oh. Whoa, Daniel, my brother. You are nothing older than me. No, I don't know okay. it at all. Then you don't know the song. Okay. Daniel is heading north. Yep. He's looking for someone. The simplicity of his early life with Daddy and Kathy has turned sour and fearful. They lived apart in the house that Daddy built for them with their bare hands. Look. 
with the repeated phrase "daddy." Daddy, uh, I'm freaking out. You're not gonna. Okay. <laughs> they forged. So and, they it? forged and hunted. When they were younger, Daniel and Kathy had gone to school, but they were not like other children then, and they were even less like them now. Sometimes Daddy disappeared and would return with rage in his eyes. But when he was at home, he was at peace. He told them a little of. He told them in the little copse uh, in Emmett was their home. Oh, my gosh. But that wasn't true. Local men, greedy and watchful, began to circle like vultures. All the while, the terrible violence in Daddy grew. Yowzer. Look. No, thank you. Yeah. When adults refer to somebody as Daddy, I'm out. You don't I'm like just it. out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially when they live alone in the yeah. woods. Yeah. You mustn't spill milk on the floor. Mm-hmm. Daddy will be most cross. Yeah, that is spooky. <laughs> yes. Spooky. Okay. The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock. Hey, all right. It's a shape of water situation. Oh, my gosh. So look out. Way to go, Miss Hancock. Uh, This is by Imogene Hermes Goar. One September evening in 1785, the merchant Jonah Hancock, not Jonah Hex, Jonah (laughs) Hancock hears urgent knocking on the front door. One of his captains is waiting eagerly on the steps. He has sold Jonah's ship for what appears to be... A mermaid. A mermaid. Oh, yeah. As gossip spreads through the docks, coffee shops, parlors, and brothels, everyone wants to see Mr. Hancock's marvel. Its arrival spins out of his ordinary existence and through the doors of high society. At an opulent party, he makes the acquaintance of Angelica Neal, the most desirable woman Eliza. he has ever laid eyes on and a courtesan of a great accomplishment. Well, what's he want? If he can't be happy with a mermaid, I, he I, thinks he's going to be happy just with this little this debutante. Lady. The meeting will steer their lives on a dangerous new course. What will be the cost of their ambitions? And will they be able to escape the destruction powerful mermaids are said to possess? So wait. That his, got weird in the end. His life is going to go on a dangerous path. Not because of the mermaid, yeah. but because he just meets this girl at a social club? Will, but will they be able to escape the destructive power mermaids are said to possess? Right, right. So, But things don't get dangerous until he meets her. I feel like a fool because I'm learning for the first time that mermaids have, destructive have power. a destructive power. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, they can be very coy. I thought they just like sang. No, mermaids are very uh, flippant with emotions. Really? They, yeah, they're, they're very uh, fickle. They don't... They, they'll, Take you or leave you. No, they don't yeah. care about me. No matter how much you try to love them, forget it. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Give them everything they want. It doesn't matter. Really? The ocean calls. You know what? You sound like you've been burned. Once in before, the, yeah. In the past. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I guess you... I just wanted to know what the people know. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see. I want to see them dancing. Yeah. All right. So. Take it. Uh, when I hit you, or a portrait of the writer as a young wife. Well, you got two options. Well, this sucks. Thanks for letting me read this one. Seduced by politics, poetry, and an enduring dream of building a better world together, a young woman falls in love with a university professor. Bad idea. Marrying him and moving to a rainwashed coastal town, she swiftly Ooh, learns... A, this sounds like a Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah, this is Safe Haven. She swiftly learns that what for her is a bond of love is for him a contract of ownership. As he sets about bullying her in his ideal of an obedient wife and devouring his, her ambitions of being a writer in the progress... She begins to push back. Her resistance, he resolves to break with violence and rape. Jeez. I don't like reading these Why? summaries, Nick. Hey, I said left to right. You were the one who wanted to go right <laughs> to left. So if you have anyone to blame, it's yourself. Well, Mina, uh, Candace and me. Can't, what? Canned. What are you doing? Ass, Candace and me. <laughs> Candace and me. Mina, Candace and me. <laughs> I'm reading the author's name. Oh, is that what you're doing? I thought you were reading an eye chart. That's insane. <laughs> Sight by, by Jesse Greengrass. Sight by Jesse Greengrass. 
In sight, a woman recounts her progress to motherhood while remembering the death of her own mother and her childhood summer she spent with her psychoanalyst grandmother. How can I be a mother? I have no mother of my own. Women, or sorry, Sorry. woven among these personal recollections are significant events in medical history. Uh Wilhelm Rotkin's discovery of the x-ray and his production of an image of his wife's hand. Sigmund Freud's development of psychoanalysis and the work he did with his daughter, Anna. Mm -hmm. John Hunter's attempt to set surgery on a scientific footing and his work as a collaborator with his brother, William, Mm -hmm. and the art Jan von Rimsdick on the anatomy of pregnant bodies. What emerges is the realization that while the search for understanding might not lead us to an absolute truth, yeah. it is an end in itself. All right. Paging I Dr. Uh, pretentious. What, what, what are the results, Dr. Pretentious? <laughs> oh, this book? It's pretentious. Oh, okay. You got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty aggressive. Yeah. Pretty insulting. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this is Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. I like the title. I imagine I Eleanor like titles Oliphant like that. is Timothy Oliphant's mother. Okay. With, a, with Eleanor, I assume that's the mother. Probably. Is it, what would, or like a hipster. Oh, sure. Family. Eleanor, what do you shorten that to? Ellie? Ellie? Okay. Lenore? Ellen? Nora? Nora? A lot of options, I guess is right. what we're saying. Eleanor Oliphant leads a simple life. She wears the same clothes to work every day, eats the same meal for lunch every day, and... Uh, Busy's the same two bottles of vodka to drink every weekend. I think Ellen, it's, I think it's buys, but oh, it is buys. Okay. Well, I thought she busies them by like yeah, constantly does. drinking yeah. this vodka. Gulp, gulp. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Eleanor Oliphant is happy. Nothing is missing from her carefully timetabled life until she meets a man who might be a werewolf. Oh, no. oh, oh. except That's sometimes everything. One simple act of kindness is about to shatter the walls Eleanor has built around herself. Now she must learn to navigate the world that everyone seems to take for granted while searching for the courage to face the dark corners she's avoided all her life. Change can be good. Change can be bad, but surely anything is better than fine. Mm. Gail Honeyman's Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a Based favorite? on the ones that we read, do you have one that you think might win? I might pick up... Oh, what I think will win? Yeah, let's do that first. Uh, Sing Unburied Sing is the one we've seen for other things. True, but that could hurt. I mean, that could hurt its chances. Mm. It could be like, well, that book had enough exposure. Mm-hmm. Let's use this to... Yeah. What was the one that hooked you? Oh, I like the uh, uh, three things about Elsie. Yeah, maybe. I like that. Manhattan Beach was an interesting yeah. concept, and that's an author who's, you know... Uh, won awards in the past and you know hasn't this time around right so you know and i think the subject matter of like women taking the jobs of the men during the war and all that is you know relevant so i i don't know yeah that could do it i i I can never guess these type of things okay well it'll go down to a it'll go down to a short list next month and then we'll have the winners for you in june and again you can find this at womenspriceforfiction.co.uk i will i will try to have learned the song Daniel by June. I think you should. So. I think that's best. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't even really know Benny and the Jets. Yeah, Benny and the Jets. Is, you need to listen to more Elton John, I guess, is what I guess. we're learning. All I know is... Uh, Crocodile Rock? Rocket Crocodile Man? Rock, Rocket Man, okay. and... Uh, Candle in the Wind? The song. Your song. Oh, yeah. Okay. Candle in the your life like a candle in the... I don't really know it. <laughs> Why well, are you singing it like you're from Creed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, What's going on at this library, you might wonder? Well, yeah. here we are with our library news. <laughs> here we are. The book clubs are currently reading. So how we start that? Thinking mm-hmm. that I'll remember by the time I get there. You and won't. guess what? I did. Oh. Last Coyote <laughs> by Michael Connolly yeah. uh, is the Page Turner book club pick. Yeah. And All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar. That yeah. one's coming up on the 20th mm-hmm. at 3.30. So if you read that book... Join us for that discussion. I don't know how the coyotes are doing. 
I can tell you how like rhinos are doing. Not well. Not great. But if no. you ask me like the state of coyote, yeah. I wouldn't know. State I would of say, Coyote, also a good title. State of Coyote, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I think I remember reading maybe they're not endangered. Well, I'll tell them about the concerts right. and you get back to me. Okay. On uh Tuesday the twentieth, sorry about that. Uh <laughs> We have the Andover Ecumenical Choir coming to do their Lenten concert, and that is at seven o'clock. And on twenty second, now they're doing fine. Okay, they're if, this this says the least concern sh- population increasing. Wow! So hide your chickens. Yikes! Yeah, look do out. you still keep your chickens outside? Do I or keep do you my have a full outside? indoor? Well, I never setup. count them before they're hatched, so it's hard. <laughs> so to how say. would you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the twenty second of this month, March, we have Mr. Bo Tackett. Okay, uh, seen most recently on The Voice and the Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. He's the lead guitarist for Blake Shelton. Yeah. And he's coming here to do a solo concert. So we're excited to have Bo Tackett on the 22nd. What about you? What do you got going on? I'm very excited. Oh, I thought you were just wondering if I was excited. I am. Well, I'm glad you are. Thank you. Uh, I'm probably more excited than you. Okay. Boom. I don't know why. Uh, Anime Club is Wednesdays at 530. Sure is. uh, For teens. We've got our second photo class, the 17th. For teens, our teen photo class. We had our first one on the 10th. Seemed to go well. Yes. Seemed to get a good response. Uh, that was more about composition. Uh, yes. This week will be about printing. So all a teen who comes needs to do is one, sign up because it is limited space. But two is just bring a picture that they've yeah. taken on their device to learn how to print it, uh, to make it look presentable for such things as a photo show, a teen photo show held ah, at the David A. Hill Library. Coming soon. Which we start collecting photos in April. So yes. Yeah. More, those, are, those are coming in quickly. Than that. Classes are taught by Marika Burke, who's yes. pretty well known in the area. And I'm sure you've seen her pictures around somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm sure the classes are uh, fun too. There. Yeah. Okay. Was it last week? Was our interview? Our take five? A couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, it a, feels like last week. We got some nice social media responses from Elizabeth Elo. Yes. So Elizabeth, thanks for that. And we will be calling when your next book comes out. So yes. I hope she, didn't she didn't give us a title, right? Hope she didn't block our number. No. She okay. didn't. She said a lot of it takes place in Siberia. Right. I remember that. So it could be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we got a couple of movies coming up. On the 19th, we're showing A Bug's Life. And on the 27th, we're showing for our senior matinee, one of my old school favorites, What's Up, Doc? Right. Barbara Streisand, Ryan O'Neill, Madeline Kahn. Okay. Great cast, great movie. Yeah. So join us for any and all of those. Bug's Life, I feel like, misses the opportunity of having one of the bugs get like a bunch of stuff spilled on him. Yeah. And him looking at the camera and go, ah, it's a bug's life. That's, so, I think that's missing. Yeah. That's got a great cast, TV cast. We got that, Dave Foley. We got Julie Louis-Dreyfus. We yes. got David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Uh, um, it's the guy from the Fireman show. Oh, Dennis Leary. The Dennis Leary. Thank yeah. you. Who I can't think of the guy who's his henchman. That's what's driving me crazy. Who's his henchman? I love that guy. It's the guy Richard from... Kind, Richard yeah. Kind. Richard Kind. Yeah. Great TV cast. I'll, but yeah, the bad guy played who's, by Kevin Spacey. Is he? Yeah. Oh, what are Hopper. you going to do? Hopper, Hopper, what are you going to do? Who I plays, love that movie. Who plays... Early uh, Pixar. Who plays Julie, the queen? The queen at... Phyllis Diller. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So funny. I, Dave Foley's one of my favorites, and so is Julie Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. so yeah. I mean, they're great That together. whole... Yes. That's that's one thing Like I think people forget about Bugs Life. It just has like one of the best oh, voice yeah. casts Oh, ever. yeah. And David Hyde Pierce is just like... As he's a on stick it bug. He's yeah. perfect. Yeah. He's like, the only stick with eyeballs! I don't think... <laughs> That was a great impression, first of all. Thank you. That movie doesn't miss a beat. And that cast is just like, yeah. they hit their marks. Yeah. So join us yep. Monday the 19th at 3.30. And then, of course, we have it in the collection if you can't yeah. come at that time. But I'm going home to watch A Bug's Life right I now. I think, yeah. <laughs> I'm checking out In early. conclusion of episode 134, watch A Bug's Life, and <laughs> yeah. we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.